Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode 41 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. Today kicks off a new series I'm doing all about the sustainability of teaching. And I know that many of you listening are overwhelmed. You're trying to recover from burnout. You're just trying to figure out this whole balancing act of teaching and actually like, you know, humanizing yourself and all of that. And more than likely, you're looking for ways to make this career sustainable for you, and I get it. So for the next several episodes, I am going to highlight key components that we need to focus on in order to ensure that you have the mindset, the tools, the support that you need in order to get that optimal fulfillment, not only in your professional life, but your personal life without sacrificing your time, your energy, your sanity. So to kick this series off, we are focusing on the influence of stress responses on sustainability. With all of the stress that we experience as educators, it can be really, really hard to grasp exactly what your stressors and your responses are telling you about what needs to change. Because let's be real, there has to be this intention, this action on your part in order to navigate such a difficult job. Mindset, action, and support go hand in hand. And yet so often, teachers don't take into consideration the effect that our stress responses can have on sustainability. Sustainability is a factor in feeling fulfillment. So if you're one of those teachers who thinks that teaching is unsustainable, I really wouldn't say that you're wrong. It is definitely a complex balancing act to get it to all work together. And I think that teacher prep programs do a really, really poor job of preparing teachers for that emotional, mental part of being a teacher. It's one dimensional and only the actions that we need to take to teach. So if you're a teacher who's counting down the days until spring break, summer break, thinking, you know, I I can't make this much longer. Or if you're skeptical about whether this job is sustainable in the long run, this episode and this series are for you. In this episode, we are starting with a bang because we're going to talk about the three components that make up sustainable teaching, as well as the stress responses we have as teachers and how this really impacts sustainability. So let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. 
So let's get started and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. So going into the sustainability series, I think the first most important question that I have to answer is this, is teaching sustainable? And my answer may surprise you. I don't believe that most teachers right now have what they need in order to make it sustainable. And so when I think of the definition of sustainability, it's literally this, meeting our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Let me say that again. Sustainability is meeting our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. So sustainability is directly correlated to our ability to meet our own needs. Just reading that definition really brings me back to a time in teaching where it was absolutely not a sustainable career for me. I taught for seven years before I had a complete breakdown. I was constantly doing all of the things. I was trying to complete the to-do list. I was going above and beyond to get the things done that was required of me, thinking it was all about you know checking those boxes. I didn't feel fulfilled. I would agree to do things at school for my colleagues, literally giving like away my energy to everything but what was important to me teaching, making connections with my students. I was angry, you know, at those people who seemingly had it all together, mad at those people who were making decisions about things that really impacted me and my job without regarding my opinion until I had three main things, mindset, support, and action. I don't believe that you can have sustainability without those three main components working together. You can have all of the mindset in the world, the best boundaries, the values all squared away. But if you don't have the support of your colleagues, of your admin, you're going to not feel protected in your ability to take the action to reduce your stressors. You can have all of the skills in the world to take that action. But if you don't have the backup of your admin, of your colleagues, your mindset is going to be impacted. You can have all of the action in the world, all the best support in the world. But if you don't have the mindset, you're going to feel unsuccessful. You're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel worthless. So that's why I came up with my spheres of sustainable teaching, because together they really create this sustainability. I am a huge fan of Jay Shetty, and he recently talked about this topic called eudaimonic happiness, and it's a Greek word that means good spirit or happiness, and this is where we derive our happiness from optimal functioning and reaching our potential. Things like fulfillment when you finish something. We've forgotten this. We think that we have to get it done or we have to avoid because of a new challenge or a new stress, but actually so much of our well-being really comes from accomplishing things at work, feeling validated, feeling heard at work, feeling like we're making that impact. So one of the biggest reasons we're disengaged or we feel like teaching is not sustainable is because we perceive our work as a source of stress. And we hope, you know, that our personal or our home life can be better, but stress of teaching doesn't go away. We can't really run from it. The truth is, we actually have to reduce the stress by connecting meaningfully at work, having that support, having the tools to take action, getting the validation that improves our mindset. When we make our weakness a strength, so much of the stress decreases when you make that weakness a skill. Skills decrease stress and weakness 
increases stress. When you gain these skills, then your stress gets lower because you have a way to handle the stress. You believe you can handle it and you navigate whatever is thrown at you. Eudaimonic happiness, as he said, relates back to are you recognizing your potential at work? Are you growing in your abilities to navigate these stressors? Have you identified the added skills that you need to develop and learn that are going to make you feel more fulfilled at work? If we go back to that definition of sustainability, again, it refers to educators being able to meet their own needs first. One aspect of this is just understanding like, how do our bodies and our minds respond to the overload of stress in our profession. When we experience stress, our body goes into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. These are all natural. These are all adaptive ways that our body responds to perceived threats. However, when our responses are maladaptive, it can interfere with our ability to function effectively, especially like when we as educators, we experience stress chronically. This stress response impacts those components of sustainability. It impacts our mindset, how we get support, our actions, our stress responses from this chronic stress impacts our eudaimonic happiness or our fulfillment in our jobs. Therefore, when our stress responses aren't managed, it's unsustainable. Right now, teachers are experiencing overloaded nervous systems. This isn't a conscious response. We can't just think, oh yeah, it's time to get stressed or nope, not going to get stressed today. This is an unconscious decision that our bodies create in order to keep us safe. And if you have an anxiety disorder, it can really trigger these responses even more during situations that don't even put us in danger. So there are really detrimental effects of chronic stress. What are these four responses? How do they show up in our profession? First, these four responses can happen at any given time. You may stay within one more frequently than others, or you may have different responses to different stressors. So I want you to just really take mental note or kind of jot it down, which would probably be more effective. Which one of these are you experiencing most frequently? So the first one is fight. This is where we act aggressively to get out of danger. For example, if your stress response is fight, you tend to become agitated or frustrated in response to stress. You may want to avoid tasks that really involve that conflict or that confrontation or like dealing with a difficult parent or a colleague. For me, in my experience previously, I was angry, like with all those people who were making all those decisions about my job and not involving me. This was impacting my mindset, impacting the action that I took. I didn't feel the support in the spheres of sustainability. You may experience negativity at work, which I discussed in episode 40. You may not have the authentic boundaries you need, which make you feel angry make you feel frustrated. So the lack of action in boundaries is actually impacting your mindset. So instead, you may want to focus on the tasks that allow you to take that assertive action, like advocating for your students' needs, implementing new teaching strategies, advocating for your personal needs. Taking that action towards getting the support that you need is going to get into the action piece so that you can balance your feeling of support and your mindset. The second one is flight. You know, on the other hand, if you are in flight, 
you tend to feel overwhelmed or anxious in response to stress. My friend Sarah is a really good example of this. When she is faced with stress, when she has these unrealistic demands, she enters flight mode. And that means she like tends to feel that overwhelm, that anxiousness. She experiences those physical symptoms of stress, that racing heartbeat, that sweating, that tension in her muscles, and she becomes scatterbrained. She even has difficulty focusing on really any task (laughs) and making any decisions. So she may like avoid those tasks that she perceives as stressful or challenging. Um, She may be hesitant to take on a project or teach a particular challenging lesson. She may also have difficulty, you know, prioritizing that workload and feeling like she's constantly falling behind. It keeps her within the cycle of this response. She's procrastinating, right? So her stress response is really interfering with her ability to function effectively. It impacts her mindset. It impacts her actions. It makes it difficult for her to achieve that sustainability in her profession. But when she reflects on this stress response and taking action towards that sustainability, she improves her approach to work. It maintains that positive, sustainable mindset and allows her to focus on tasks that she can actually do to relax and recharge. She takes breaks during the day now. She takes a walk around her building during her planning time, which all allow her the action she needs to have that mindset. If your stress response is freeze, you may feel stuck. You may feel indecisive in response to stress. You may want to avoid tasks that require you know, quick decision-making or multitasking. This really makes me think of one of my friends from the Educare Support Squad who I've been working with individually, Jess. Shout out to Jess. Um, she's like the epitome of someone who lived in the freeze response for a long time. Jess's stressors are much like all of our stressors, right? She's Stress when she is faced with multiple tasks or unexpected challenges. Pandemic teaching was unexpected indeed, but now it's like so much more than that. She mostly, you know, is overwhelmed when she has to respond to this high volume of emails or when she's managing a classroom crisis, which has happened frequently this school year. These stressors trigger her freeze response. It makes it difficult for her to take action. Like she's frozen. So something she's done this year that has really supported her was focusing on tasks that allow her to take a step back and really prioritize. She's using a decision-making matrix, which she has like a clear path that she can take action. She no longer creates this like brain dump of tasks that she needs to do, but she prioritizes her tasks based on the urgency and importance. So her to-do list looks very different than what it used to. It allows her to feel that in control of her workload. It allows her to really focus on one task at a time. She's also really stepped into asking for support from her colleagues at school, where she gets the support in handling this influx of classroom crises. She is able to really take a couple minutes to collect her thoughts when she asks for help. And this allows her to feel less overwhelmed, allows her to integrate all those pieces of sustainability. And then the last response is fawn. And this is where you like people please your way out of danger. Hey to all my recovering or soon to be recovering people pleasers out there. If your stress response is fawn, you tend to prioritize other people's needs over your own in a response to stress. It's like literally the opposite of what sustainability is, right? You may want to avoid tasks that involve caretaking, 
over committing yourself, like volunteering for those extracurricular activities or taking on additional responsibilities outside of work. This response is something I experienced previously, but it makes me think of one of my Instagram friends, Rachel, who messaged me a couple weeks ago. We chatted about her experiences in fawning, but recently her admin asked her to take on organizing a field trip for her students. Like many of us, like Rachel's already at that full workload capacity. She's got several other commitments outside of work, but she finds it hard to say no, right? She agrees to take on this extra responsibility, even though she knows it's going to increase her workload. She knows it's going to add to her stress levels. And we were talking through it and she realized, you know, she does this a lot, you know, constantly fawning when she's stressed. She struggled with asking for that support, fawning to try to get that validation to improve her mindset, but she's really neglecting those other spheres of sustainability. These are the type of teachers who need to supplement a different action. In this case, I feel like she should be developing boundaries so she can get the support, that mindset, that action, that all really work together in alleviating this stress response. I was excited when she messaged me last week when she listened to episode 40 and she sent me a screenshot of her going through the ICE method that we talked about, about setting boundaries. And honestly, I love just talking about the wins y'all get from these episodes. But by understanding your unique stress response and tailoring your tasks and priorities accordingly, you're making those changes that really impact each of those spheres of sustainability. You can create a more manageable workload that supports your well-being and prevents that burnout. Again, these spheres are really complex and it's really an individual process. So I want you to do this. I want you to ask yourself, which response are you experiencing the most? Is it fight? Is it flight? Is it freeze? Is it fawn? What is the most common stressor associated with that? What's your most common trigger? Is it the workload? Is it the demands? Is it the expectation? Is it the lack of support from your administration? Is it student behavior? Is it you standing in your own way? How can we look at it and ask not only how can I deal with the stress, but what skills don't I have? that would make that work easier. We're going to be answering this question and a whole lot more all about sustainability in this series. So all in all, I want to remind you, as educators, we play a critical role in shaping the future. We have the power to inspire, empower that next generation of leaders, those thinkers, those doers. But in order to do that effectively, we have to prioritize our own sustainability and our well-being. It all goes back to the educator. Sustainability is all about meeting our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. If we're not meeting our own needs, if we don't know what our stress responses we have, our mindset, we can't give this next generation the tools to meet their own needs. By understanding and managing our stress responses, we can cultivate a mindset that really allows us to thrive rather than just survive this. We can build a support system that helps us weather these challenges in our profession where we take the actions that align with our values and our goals. Remember, sustainability is not just about you know self-care. It's about ensuring that we're able to continue making a positive impact in our classrooms, our schools, our communities over the long term. And so focusing on your mental health, on your stress responses, really reflecting on these things is making that change, but it's not the end-all be-all. Our stress responses are just focusing 
on that mindset piece. There are still actions that we can take. There is still support that we need. And that's why this is a series. So make sure that you're following, you're subscribing to the podcast on your favorite pod player so you don't miss any of these really juicy episodes coming up. I'm telling you, it's going to get good. Don't forget, you are a resilient teacher. We're in this together. You've got this. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tap me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.